Alexis is back with us. I know. I love it. Yeah. We recorded last week's episode today also, mm-hmm. and she Googled so many things for us. She did. We it learned so many things real time. God damn! It's 120 degrees inside here. It is. It's hot as fuck. Yeah. Like when I breathe, my air is hot and I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. dying. But I'm trying to act like it's cool, no, you know? everything's fine. Like we're actresses now, so. <laughs> I'm a voice actress. You are. How's that going, by the way? I don't know. Have you made a sale? Uh, they are fucking reviewing the oh, audio. Oh, it takes a while. And it's been like a month almost. So they're like, it could take up to like 30 days. And I'm like, I just looked today and I was like, still fucking nothing. Hmm. I listened to that shit that quick. Mm-hmm. Listen to mm-hmm. it real quick. Yeah. I don't think that it's a top tier. What? Book. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you dropped that last word. <laughs> I mean, right. I don't think it's like, you know, the next Harry Potter. Mm. So I think it's on the back burner. I look forward to your next masterpiece. Thank you. I do too. Nothing. <gasps> Don't do that. And then just say nothing. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um. Well, related. Yeah. But not related, but okay. kind of related. I'm for it. That You just described the context of this podcast. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is my goddamn if you just want to yeah, crack let me right hear into it. it. Let me hear it. Okay. So today I started trying to find a laptop to buy. Oh, shit. You fancy, girl. I know. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a Mac. And every time that I listen back to our recordings and stuff to edit, it fucking crackles like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's super annoying. I don't know how you've lived this long with that. It's been like six months. And I was ready to blow my brains out. And so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to get a fucking laptop. And it's a Mac. So like super expensive, but like for just a normal laptop, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to get like a fucking PC, laptop, whatever the fuck other thing is, not Mac, and I'm going to pay half the price, and it's going to be fucking triple the quality. Yeah. Just shit all over Mac right now. Yeah, you were like, fuck your brand. Yeah, I was like, fuck your brand name. I'm over it. And so I was looking at them, and I was like, it's going to be like $800 or something, which is still like fucking half the price that I paid for this one. Yeah. And it was going to be great. And so I called Brandon, and I was like, yo, this is what's going to happen. It's in the shopping cart. I'm going to hit go. Literally, it was in the shopping (laughs) cart. And I was like, I'm looking at a couple of them, but like, I think it's going to be this one. And he was like, I don't, like, why are you going to do that? That's not, like... It's not going to help, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, 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 it is because all of the specs on it are better than what ours is and ours fucking blows assholes. Yeah, so So, anything is better. (laughs) Yeah, like I'm over it. And he's like, well, what's going on? And so then I finally explained it all to him because I'm very much the person that's like, this is my problem, so I'm going to deal with it because like why would he know how to fix that or anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Like obviously he doesn't. And um, so then he was like, okay, he'll look at it. And he opened it and he's like, how do I make it do the thing? And so I told him how to open all the programs to like listen to the thing. Mm-hmm. And then he did. And he's like, wow, that sounds like shit. And I was like, precisely why I'm going to spend fucking $800. <laughs> why I'm going to blow my goddamn brains out if we yeah. don't fix this. Like yeah. I'm over it. And so I just wanted a new goddamn laptop and I had it in the cart and it was all ready. And he's like, well, I'm going to Google it. And so he's Googling it and he's like, you just have to do this. And I was like, I already fucking did all those things. Yeah. Like, like we are past that point. You think I haven't tried this shit? Yeah. Like, I wasn't just like, it's broke. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. And so I 
he's like, you have to do these things. I'm like, I already did all those things. So I gave him all the fucking passwords to like our Adobe stuff to like, you figure it out. I don't know. You're so smart. Yeah. Don't delete it. Yeah. And he <laughs> figured it out. I was going to ask. I didn't want to blow your story, but in my brain, I was like, he, he fucking, fucking figured, figured it, it out. out. He figured it out. He figured it out in like half an hour. What was it? I don't know. He didn't tell you? I mean, he did. And you just ignored him because yeah. you were mad that he fixed it? I mean, yes and no. I was <laughs> mad that he fixed it, but also like really happy that he fixed it. So I was like happy, but also grumpy. And like, it was so weird though, because the sound was only in the like editing tool. Yeah, it was only in the editing program. And, and that was why it was a reason. And it was a setting inside of there. That had to be fixed. It was a fucking, I don't remember what it was called. This editing tool is too fancy for us. Yeah. And I've suddenly had to become like a fucking sound engineer to do this shit, which apparently I'm not very good at. So (laughs) I was just living with it. Like, I guess this is life now. And then now I was finally like, I'm going to buy this laptop, blah, blah, blah. And so then Brandon was like, yeah, I fixed it for you. No problem. And I was like, I should have fucking threatened to buy, spend $800 like six months ago. Okay. Take this and let it be a lesson. All right. Mm. Get out of here with your lessons, first of all. No, no, not, not me demanding stuff. <laughs> no, 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 I mean this in a good way. Like, you can start getting shit done now all of a sudden. Oh, Just, like, oh, oh, start oh, threatening oh. to buy shit sooner. Like, oh, yeah. fuck, man, this toaster oven is a piece of shit. I'm just going to buy a new one. And then mm-hmm. he'll be like, actually, I fixed it. <laughs> exactly. He's like, you just have to clean it every once in a while. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just shake the crumbs out every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all just put a foil down there and pull it out and yeah. throw it away and put a new one in is there. Is that not cleaning? <laughs> we're all on the same page with that <laughs> i think we are i think we are yeah but now i haven't had to edit yet because this all just happened today oh and my I'm gosh oh so fucking excited you sent me a clip of it and i was like how would you because we had that like crackle issue mm-hmm. in the past and mm-hmm. i was like how would you ever know you wouldn't know it sounds you would different. never hear it so i'm super fucking excited and now i'm like oh my god i should do another fucking audiobook because uh, <laughs> that was like a big part of why I fucking hated doing it was because oh, so like, crackly the fucking crackles and shit and then all that shit. You should for sure do another audiobook. Um, I just looked at one today and it has vampires in it and okay. I was like maybe I'll do this one because like I benefited greatly from that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you did, but you think you did. So it's yeah, nice. it's very entertaining. Yeah. The other thing is that I like kind of not having responsibilities. Yeah, uh, that would be the one reason why I wouldn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember when I was like, you know, how I, this seemed like a good idea, and then all of a sudden it's yeah. not. But that was because I waited until like the last four weeks. Oh, I know like, all the reasons, and it will happen again, and you will feel the exact same way again. That's. 100% true. Even though I, I go into it telling myself, like, I'll just knock it all out in the first it month. It is literally everything we do. It's mm-hmm. the podcast. That's, it's getting pregnant. That's like why we're recording every, on a Wednesday. I know. I know. <laughs> it's everything we yeah. do in our lives. It's like, fucking shoot me. I never want to do this again. And then it turns out awesome. And we're like, you just want to do that thing again? Yeah. It wasn't even that bad. Like, every week we're like, do you just want to fucking burn the podcast? Like, no. Okay. Let's go. And then we're like, that was so fun. Yeah. I'm so glad that we hung out and did this podcast together. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then leading up to it, you're like, can we just blow our brains out? Yeah. I don't want to do this <laughs> I don't want to have again. to be responsible for doing something at a certain time. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's literally just a mental game. It is. It's all a mental thing. Which now I'm like, you know how people are like, I don't know what I did before kids. Like, what did I just hang out and fucking watch TV all day. I literally That's, just said that in a text that you were a part of. I am. Um, I was channeling you. That's what you sound like in my head. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm, yes. Mm. That's your deep voice. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> but uh, I think of that and like also with the podcast, though. But granted, yeah. Alexis fucking edits oh my all God. of it now. If it wasn't so, for her, I don't think that we would still be going strong. I don't think so either. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I'm like, I have all of my nights to myself, except for like one night where mm. I have to quote-unquote Definitely edit. research, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, or yeah, research oh, too. Yeah. So I have like two nights dedicated to podcast stuff, but one of them is literally just listening to us and being like, huh, 
<laughs> We're funny. Sometimes. <laughs> if I can make myself laugh, it makes me happy. <laughs> so true. Like, uh, I didn't hear her say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the little mumbled ones that oh, just get God. passed over. Oh, my God. Anyway, would you like to tell me about your goddamn and we can get off my fucking depressing ass life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Let's bring this up a little bit. <laughs> I'm okay, everyone. Okay, yeah. No toaster baths, no yeah. hair dryer baths. Yeah, no, we're nothing gonna be like fine. that. It's gonna be fine. Okay, so now listen. Mm-hmm. This week at work, I had a little rough start to one of my days where, uh, for some fucking reason, I couldn't get into the goddamn VPN. And in order to do any of my goddamn work, I have to get into the VPN. Though. I have to hack okay. into the mainframe. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. That's all I heard. Okay. <laughs> the secure network so uh-huh. I can do super secret squirrel shit uh-huh. and nobody will fuck with my super, super secret squirrel shit. Uh-huh. It's not that important, but that's how I'm going to frame it. Okay, so I couldn't couldn't get shit done, so I tried all these fucking, you know, algorithms. That's just a joke. (laughs) I looked at some troubleshooting, and I couldn't figure it out. And so I had to call our IT department. Mm -hmm. And I was on the phone with them, and they were like, hey, can we, like, take over your screen? And I was like, of course you can. Do what you got to do. It's been fucking three hours of this bullshit. Like, help. Goddamn. And so I'm watching this person navigate my computer, Mm -hmm. and they need to go online to do something. Please tell me. (laughs) This is going where I think it's going. And so they open Google Chrome. Mm -hmm. And now I only use Google Chrome at work for a handful of programs. But my main thing, I have to use Internet Explorer. And I use Google Chrome. First of all, poor choice, but go on. (laughs) I know, but I think I have to. Actually, I think like my main program, I don't think it works in Google, Google Chrome. Oh, I actually really haven't tried it, but everything's on fucking Explore. Weird. Uh, yeah. Right, and then let's go. <laughs> only a few things work on Google Chrome. But anyway. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I mainly use that to do murder research later in the night when all the kids have gone to bed mm-hmm. and I can fucking focus. Yeah. Because I used to do it on Lee's computer. But it's like... It's a whole desktop and it's Oh, my God. It's a whole desktop. Half the time he wants to play video games and I feel bad being like, hold up. Let me just research all this murder Mm -hmm. for fucking hours. And then also his desk is up so high and his chair is so low. Like, no Mm. matter how I put it, I'm like a little fucking... Child. Yeah, trying to type. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's just way more comfortable on my laptop. And being we work from home, I'm just so much more comfortable with it. Before I was like, oh, nothing personal on my work laptop. And now I'm like, it's fucking 8 o'clock at night. Susan, it'll be fine. I'm using it for <laughs> fucking Google Docs. Yeah. Well, he opens up <laughs> Google Chrome mm-hmm. and he clicks on the search bar to like type in whatever the fuck it is he's going to type in. And it starts with an M. So it, it goes didn't directly even, to Murderpedia. It didn't even. It like the moment you click on it, it just displays everything you've recently oh, no. searched. And it was like all these murders. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then one of them was like San Diego Booze Cruise. Cause I was like, I had seen on one of my shows that like these people took like a little tiki hut out on the water. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do that like a little tiki bar. And yeah. I was like, that's going to be my fucking lifelong dream. What should I search? Booze Cruise San Diego? Okay. So this fucking popped up all of these things. <laughs> Oh, my God. The guy didn't say anything about it, but he had to go back multiple times. And every time I was like, he for sure just read something new because he was on it long enough that I read three different things like of murders that I have searched in the past. Did he like click on it and like wait to type because he was like looking at shit? I don't know. (laughs) But it was also delayed. So like he would type a letter and then it would Mm -hmm. like take a while. And I'm like, oh, my God, stop using Google. (laughs) 
You're like, uh, Internet Explorer is actually faster. Oh, my God. I was, like, cringing so bad the whole oh time it was God. happening. I mean, I don't know the guy, so whatever. But also, yeah. it was just, and he probably sees so much worse shit. But I'm just like, yeah. uh, okay, maybe I'll just do Google Docs and I just do my research on my phone, you know? Yeah. I mean, listen, that's hard, though. Typing on your phone and also having something open. Oh, yeah, you're going to well, do like, Google Docs yeah, yeah. to type on your laptop and then look at it on your phone? That's yeah. smart. That's yeah. smart. Okay, so are you ready for my case this week? Because. Yes. I am super excited to tell it. Okay. Because uh-huh. I've talked about this in the past mm-hmm. that I've always wanted to cover this case mm-hmm. and it's a big one and everybody fucking knows it, but I've never actually researched or listened to a podcast about any of the details or anything. I just know the gist of it and it's about Daniel Van Dam. Bum, 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 bum. I'm so excited because I actually, I remember hearing about it and everything because mm-hmm. it's a fucking San Diego case. Yep. But I have no idea what happened. Like, I don't remember the details at all. And Brandon yeah. was like, oh, yeah, isn't that the one where, like, this fucking kid did this or the guy did this? And I was like, did How you fucking catch the guy? Like, I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was talking to Lee about it because I found out some groundbreaking shit. But it's really not that groundbreaking. But uh, anyway, I was talking to Lee about it. And he was like, oh, yeah, the one in uh, Saber Springs neighborhood or whatever. And I was like, how the fuck did you know that? You knew the goddamn neighborhood. And he's like, it was a huge case. And I'm like, I know. I usually don't do huge cases. But I I could literally research this like Oh, I, there was still shit, and I'll probably talk off the cuff for some of the shit that I read that I didn't put in there. But I have all the sites that I fucking source in here, sources that I cite in here. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> some of them have shit that just go on. They're like somebody's notes who like attended the trial and just like wrote notes about what was happening or oh something. God. And it is fucking interesting as hell. That's exciting. And I I'm didn't get excited. to read through all of them because I, I only gave myself like two days to research because this was a surprise one where it was like, oh, surprise, Stacey. We're going to research and try to bang out, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so everybody, if you've heard the story, just hang tight. And if you've heard it a million times and you know more than what I share, please tell me because this shit blows my mind. Yep. So Daniel Van Dam was born September 22nd, 1994 in Plano, Texas. Mm-hmm. She had two brothers, Derek and Dylan. I think one was older and one was younger than her. Derek, Dylan, and Danielle. Yes, That's exactly. Adorable. I know. Triple D. <laughs> triple D's. <laughs> And when she was young, the family moved to San Diego, California, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not Texas, because there is a San Diego, Texas. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I, think I so. am familiar with the California one. Okay, yes. Well, um, they moved into a nice neighborhood called Saber Springs, which is close to Poway. For okay. all of us who live here and want to know where all this shit is located. I need to know where all of it is located. Yeah, I will tell you where all of it is located. <laughs> I appreciate that. Danielle's mother, Brenda, was a stay-at-home mom who took care of the kids, and her father, Damon, worked as an engineer at a local company. Damon? Damon. Damon, Danielle, Oh, Derek maybe that's why. And then Dylan? Dylan? I don't know. I, I like, think Darby. It just, uh, it, yeah, it was Dylan. <laughs> Darby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, so poor Brenda. Poor Brenda. Didn't have the D. Yeah. <laughs> she did, though. Damn it. <laughs> oh, God, we can go on forever. Okay, sorry about it. Okay, so happy family, right? Yeah. On February 1st, 2002, Danielle's mom, Brenda, went out with her two girlfriends to a bar in Poway called Dad's for a girl's night out. Okay, that sounds fun. It should have been called Mom's, but I digress. <laughs> okay, but whatever. <laughs> Danielle's father, Damon, he stayed home with the kids And played video games with the two boys, Derek and Dylan. Mm -hmm. And Danielle sat at the family kitchen table and wrote in her journal. She was like seven years old at the time. I love her. Yeah, she was just kind of like chilling, doing her own little thing. At around 10.30 p.m., Damon put all the kids to bed and he went to bed himself shortly thereafter. 
Okay. Now, around 2 a.m. or 2.30 or whatever, like, Brenda stays at the bar till 2. So mm-hmm. she gets home between 2 a.m. and 2.30. And she comes home with four of her friends. God damn. Bring yeah. the party home. Hell yeah. She's like, whoa. With three kids at home? Don't let this night ever end. Shoot, that's us. Okay. Like, if we had a girls' night and we all Ubered to one place, I don't know if they Ubered. It was 2002. They did not Uber. But no. if, like, one person's taxied. driving, yeah, I don't know. They I all end up shuttle. there. And they're like, I don't want this night to ever end. And they're like, it doesn't have to. Hang out with us. It doesn't have to. (laughs) The night will go on forever. Well, I guess they get to their home and Damon woke up and kind of like hangs out and chats with them for a little bit. Yeah. Brenda noticed that there was a light on on the home security system. Like it was blinking or something. And it was blinking because the side door to the garage was left open. So she didn't really think anything of it. She just closed it and like. Kept going on her merry little way. Oh, my God. That's so scary. I know. But uh, she's probably like, ah, oh, we fucking left it open. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm i saying it's scary because I know what had happened. What had happened was, yeah. So they keep hanging out for like another half an hour or something like that. And then the friends leave and Brenda and Damon go to bed. Mm-hmm. About an hour later, so it's, I'm guessing, like 4 a.m. at this point, Damon woke up again. And it's one article said to check on the family dog. And then he noticed on the security system was blinking and that the sliding door was left open. But then another article said that he just went to check on the dog and he noticed the door was open. So I'm not quite sure if the secure how intricate the security system is or whatever, you mm-hmm. know. But either way, he notices the door is left open. He doesn't think much of it. I don't know if he didn't know about the garage door or what. Mm-hmm. But he's just like, oh, one of my guests must have left the door kind of open. But it's a different door now? Yeah, it's like the sliding glass door to the backyard yeah. is left open. Ooh, don't like that. And so he closes it and goes to bed. Ooh, one more thing to note. Before they go to bed, and I think when the friends were over, Brenda went upstairs into the kids' room and didn't, like, peek in on the kids or anything, but just shut their door. Like, okay, I don't want to wake them up, right? Yeah. Okay, sorry for jumping around. I just, see, that's one of those things that I read and I didn't write Mm -hmm. down. Okay, so now Damon goes back to bed, like the dog's fucking fine, whatever the hell he was checking on. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes back to bed, and in the morning, the family gets up and they all start having breakfast, but Danielle wasn't out of bed yet. So at around 9.30 a.m., Brenda goes upstairs to go check on Danielle and, like, wake her up and get her ready for the day, and she's missing from her bed. Okay. Immediately, she calls the cops. The cops come, and a huge search effort is put in place to find this little girl. Mm -hmm. So they go knocking on neighbors' doors to see if anyone had seen her or heard uh, anything that night. Like They were like, I heard four drunk. (laughs) <laughs> having Ladies. a good old time four drunk hens coming home <laughs> from a girl's night mm-hmm. there's never been a quiet girl's night no so. never okay so they go to one neighbor who's a few doors down from the van dams and this is a 49 year old man by the name of david westerfield okay now david is a self-employed engineer who held several patents for medical devices oh and so i guess he was doing pretty good for himself I guess. Uh, he had two college-age children, and he was kind of acquaintances with the Van Dams. Mm-hmm. So Danielle was a brownie, which is like a pre-Girl Scout. Like, you're too young to be in the Girl Scout, so they put you in the brownies. Mm-hmm. But you basically do all the exact same things as a Girl Scout. Yeah. So she was a brownie, and Danielle would walk through her neighborhood regularly, like yearly or whatever, and sell cookies. Mm-hmm. And her mom would come back with her. Back when they had to fucking walk around instead of just park out front of Albertsons. Exactly. Back when they had to fucking... Hoof it. Shovel the shit. Yeah. Uphill both ways. (laughs) Yeah. With a fucking wagon full of cookies. In the snow. That are definitely melted by now in the sun. Ugh, yeah. God damn it. That's why they taste like wax. Well, they've been melted and unmelted so many times. (laughs) Unmelted? So she's out, like, 
selling the goddamn cookies, right? She's and, working it. And David, the neighbor, would always support her and fucking troop and buy some goddamn cookies. Like a good neighbor should. Yeah. Day Farm is there. <laughs> <laughs> that is good marketing right there. <laughs> okay, so now, three days before her disappearance, Danielle had been selling cookies again in the neighborhood and she had stopped at David's house. There's so many goddamn D's in the story. There are a lot of D's. She had stopped at David's house. Again, she had her mom with her to sell him some cookies. Yeah. And her mom was, like, striking up a conversation with him because she had noticed that his kitchen had been remodeled since, like, the years before, right? Yeah. And so he invited them in to come, like, check out the remodel or whatever. And they fucking finalized their cookie sale. And then they went <laughs> on their the shit mar- on paper. <laughs> yeah. Come in. Let's talk numbers. <laughs> god damn and then they left right yeah so while they were in his house chatting it up brenda had mentioned that on friday she was gonna go to the local bar dad's for a a night out as long as she could get a babysitter for danielle because the boys and damon were actually supposed to go somewhere they were supposed to go on a trip or something oh my god side note they ended up canceling their trip so that's why they were home and there was no babysitter yeah but the police go knocking on doors, right? Mm-hmm. Jump back to this really quick. And they knock on David's door and no one's home. The detective that was there noticed that there was something interesting going on. Mm. She noticed that David's lawn and sidewalk was like super well kept, like the greenest grass fucking in all the goddamn land. And his like sidewalks were swept and everything like very pristine yard. Okay. And she found this odd, like, you know, grass is like a fucking commodity around here. No. Yeah. Not a commodity. Like a... It's a hot commodity. Hot commodity. That's what I was thinking of. It's like really hard to grow and you have to water it a lot. We live in the fucking desert. Yeah. You gotta get that Texas bluegrass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And a very also, large sprinkler system. 2002, pretty sure it was drought. 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 Yeah. Drought. Drought shame his ass. Drought shame his ass. Yeah. Okay. You couldn't even wash your fucking cars. Yeah. In the street. Yeah, you had to do it on the lawn so yeah. you could accidentally water it. Yeah. <laughs> With soap. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So the detective is like, okay, this pristine yard and everything, it's very nice. But there's this hose that's running across the lawn and kind of goes out towards the sidewalk, like stops at the end. Like somebody left in a hurry and didn't like roll up this hose. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's kind of odd because anybody who is taking care of their yard this well wouldn't want to do that because it would kill the grass under the under the hose. It takes like a fucking minute to kill grass around here. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like, mm, that's kind of weird. Like, it looks like this person might have left in a hurry. Let me figure out what the fuck's going on here. That's suspicious. That's suspicious. That's a really good detective, too. I'd just be like, oh, fuck, a hose. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I leave mine out all the time. <laughs> exactly. There, see the hose marks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know. It's like a snake. I try to leave it right in the same spot every time. So that grass is just the dead grass. Yeah. That's our hose grass. <laughs> exactly. Makes a lot of sense. Wow. Good for her. That's a good detective. Right? Okay. So the detective goes around asking, like, neighbors about David, right? Like, hey, what's going on with fucking David over here? Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, you mean Desert Dave? Because I guess he had a fucking nickname, and it was Desert Dave. All right. Desert Dave. Desert Dave. Because he was known for going out to the desert all the time and camping. He had, like, this really nice, fancy RV. And um, he would take his ATVs out there and spend the weekend. It's not unheard of around here. That's a very common thing to do on the weekends is you literally just drive out, find a spot, and go riding around and hang yeah. out. It takes like an hour and a half, two hours to get to Tops, the yeah. desert. Yeah, exactly. It's a quick little trip and it's fun. Well, it just so happens that old Desert Dave here, he had just left that morning around 9.50 a.m. shortly after Brenda had called the cops. Mm -hmm. And he had left to go camping. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Gone for the weekend. And he left his hose out on the lawn all weekend. All weekend. Like he left in a motherfucking hurry. Mm. Okay. This is not a planned desert trip, mm-hmm. I see. Okay. See, I see you're picking some things up here. And Brenda, he, she was like, oh, I'm going to the bar. And he wasn't like, cool, I'm going to the desert. No. Like, that seems like a reasonable, like, you're going to a place. I'm also going, I'm to, going a place. to a place. Well, it didn't say anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So one neighbor also said it was kind of odd because that night, because this is the day after, right? Like the day Danielle has gone missing. She was like that night, um, his backyard lights had been on all night, which is like really unusual for him. He doesn't leave his fucking lights on and shit. Mm -hmm. So this info kind of raised a little bit of a red flag to the detective because like we're saying, it looks like his water hose was used to like fill up the RV or something in a quick hurry. And then he just like. Deuced out of there. I'm guessing maybe saw the cops because they showed up right after she she called around like almost 940 and he left at 950. So like 10 minutes. I'm sure the cops showed up and he's like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So got some fucking suspicious shit in this RV. Don't want to be here when they come a knocking. Oh, I hate it. Now, this was Saturday morning, like I said, and the police wouldn't get to interview him until Monday when he returned from his little camping trip. Mm -hmm. So on his way home Monday, Monday morning, David made a pit stop at the dry cleaners where he showed up with no shoes and just boxers and he looked like a hot fucking mess. What? And he dropped off two comforters, two pillow covers, and a jacket to be dry cleaned. Comforters, two pillow covers... And a jacket. call them. Yeah. I guess this article called it covers, and I fucking copied it word for word. (laughs) (laughs) And a jacket. Where were his clothes? I don't know. He wasn't like, can you also wash these, or do you have any clothes for sale? I'm going to go ahead and guess that when he went on this camping trip, it wasn't planned, like you said, and he didn't pack clothes. So the clothes that he was wearing probably had some sort of evidence or something on them, so he had to... uh, Abandon them? Maybe. Or maybe he was like, this is too much evidence to give. I think it's more suspicious to show up to a dry cleaners in your boxers. Oh, yeah. It was pretty fucking suspicious. It raised some flags. Yeah. We're going to have a conversation with David here. Sir, how did you afford these two fucking comforters? (laughs) Those are expensive. And you have two of them, but you can't. In your RV? You can afford some fucking pants? <laughs> He's like, Yeah, do you see that RV out there? It's really nice. I can't afford pants at all. Yeah. It's all in that RV. Making RV payments, grass payments, <laughs> that shit's on loan. <laughs> so the detectives show up at his house. Mm-hmm. Actually, I read that the way that they got him was like Monday morning or afternoon or some shit. He was like walking out to the mailbox to check his mail, and there was a detective sitting out there waiting for him, and they were like, Aha, I got you. And he didn't want to just walk up to the door. I don't know. Maybe they were thinking he wouldn't, like, answer. Also. waiting until they could see him. Yeah, maybe. I do have to say, though, that a lot of this is pieced together by a bunch of little, like, side stuff. Like, you can get the main story pretty easily out of one article. Yeah. But, like, all this little side stuff, like, how did they fucking approach him and shit. It's, like, through shit I've read. So some of it might be wrong or somebody's, like, recounting that I fucking repeat incorrectly. So do not use me as a source for this. <laughs> That's fair for most of Or if of our so, podcasts. fucking cap it with what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> this may be inaccurate. I'm not lying to you on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they walk up to Dave and they're like, yo, Dave. <laughs> and I said, Dave. <laughs> I'm not as good as I once was. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so they walk up to him and they were like, hey, can we go poke around in your house for a little bit because this little girl went missing and we want to know, like, fucking what's going on, right? Yeah. And Dave was like, I'm sorry, what? 
I don't even know what you're talking about. And they were like, don't worry. All the other neighbors are letting us come inside the house and look around. Like, could you please cooperate? We really need to find this little girl. Yeah. She's been missing for a few days and we're worried something bad happened. If you don't have anything to hide, just let me in. Exactly. And so Dave is like, of course, come on in. Mm-hmm. Come into my lair. Mm-hmm. Oh, my comforters? They're at the dry cleaners. <laughs> Do you want my receipts? <laughs> All right. So he lets two of the detectives in. Now, the one detective that had noticed that, like, uh, the fucking hose was out and shit, she's a female detective, and her name was Mo. <laughs> oh, I love her. I know. I didn't get her last name, but she was fucking on the shit from the very beginning. She had to, like, go back to the police station and be like, you guys, I think it's this person. And they were like, why? Because he left out a fucking hose? And she was like, yeah, for sure, because he left out a fucking hose. Like, yeah. this guy's shady. Yeah. I'm on him. And they were like, all right, you can fucking hunt that lead down. And then here to come find out for sure he did some shady shit. Yeah. So... She gets invited into the house with another detective. This is why my lawn in my yard <laughs> is just a fucking disaster. Yeah, smart. Yeah, smart. so then people are like, why is this hose out? Or, you know, all of these pallets and all, all of everything. <laughs> why there's so many pine needles? It's flipped over. Why is this pool flipped over? <laughs> Nothing suspicious if everything is suspicious. Agreed, agreed. <laughs> I have fucking four Christmas trees in my yard. <laughs> just saying. You're so classy. Keep a record. So, I mean, I'm just saying, Mo would not have found me suspicious. Yeah, you would not have been on Mo's radar. Mm-mm. But David Westerfield, on the other hand, right on her fucking radar. Mm-hmm. She knew like, what the fuck immaculate was grass? Yeah. Get out of here, fucker. Fucking sketchy. Okay, so she gets invited inside with this other de- detective, and mm-hmm. she immediately takes on the role of kind of, like, distracting Dave so that the other detective can go poking around, right, and mm-hmm. really get into some nitty and gritty shit. Yeah. So while she's talking with Dave, he starts to, like, hit on her and shit because he's kind of cocky and arrogant and, like, he's got that complex where he thinks that he's really fucking smart, right? Yeah, his fucking thinks he, his shit don't stink. Yeah, and Mo is kind of going along with it because she's trying to bait him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, not because she's, like, actually fucking interested <laughs> by um, any means. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if she's investigating anyone for a murder, she's not going to be like, oh, this is a viable dating option. Right, but like, why did he think that she would think that? Because he's a dude. Who I know has a it complex. just blows my fucking mind. Okay, so anyway, so they're chatting, whatever, and sort of distracting him. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it took hours for them to like poke around his house. Wow. And the female detective built up built up this rapport with David, and like I said, it was a fake one. Mm-hmm. And. Um, he was like, can I get your number? Exactly. He was like, hey, can I take you out to a nice lobster dinner? She was like, fuck yeah, I will get lobster out of this deal and yeah. also apply you for information. Exactly. Really? Exactly. Wow. Well, I don't. Could you imagine going to dinner with a fucking maybe murderer? Well, she was like, I don't know if she was like, I accept your invitation or what, you know, like, and I don't know that there was going to be lobster service. Oh, I was going to This say. is how lies get started. <laughs> He planned a nice, elegant evening. Mo is listening to this, and she's like, hell no, he didn't offer a lobster. I would have taken that shit. <laughs> he was. He said red lobster, <laughs> not lobster. Goddamn. It's not the same. Oh, I would eat those fucking biscuits all day long. Goddamn those cheese biscuits. Cheddar biscuits. Mm. So now... She's, like, going along with it, like, yeah. whatever, right? She's like, oh, my God, I love Red Lobster. He thinks, like, goddamn, I'm winning her over. Mm-hmm. Now, they don't find Danielle in the house or anything, but what they did find was on the kitchen counter, there was a cutout of an ad for a child's bed, and it looked very similar to, like, the child's bed that was Danielle. <laughs> Danielle's bed. I don't know why I said that like that. But she had, like, this four-post canopy little cutesy bed. Her bedroom was so fucking cute for the record. 
So it was like all cutesy or whatever. And he had that cut out sitting on his kitchen counter. That's so creepy. Why? It's super creepy and odd because both of his children are grown up, right? Like, yeah. why is a 49-year-old dude clipping out fucking bed ads for children? Uh, I don't like that. Mm-mm. Maybe it was like before Pinterest, you know? And so that's just like, like his inspiration. I'm going to make my vision board. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting with this canopy bed for a girl. Yeah, but for a seven-year-old girl, we're not here to kink shame. So maybe that's just what he wants. He's like, I want a four-poster with fucking tool hanging on. I, it. uh, yeah, I'm gonna kink shame this motherfucker. All right. Okay, so that's a good idea. <laughs> it's good. I'm for it. In his master bathroom, there was a window that kind of looked over the Van Damme's backyard, like where Danielle would be playing. Mm -hmm. And it looked like the screen had kind of been poked out through the edge. And it lined up perfectly with if somebody were leaning over trying to look in, like look down and kind of poke the screen out. What? I know. And then also in the master bedroom and like the inside, whatever, bedside table, he had binoculars in there. So like he could have been like using the binoculars to look out of the window and shit. Also. Ew, that's so creepy. Could you imagine playing in your yard and then you like look up and there's like a fucking guy like kind of pushing his face into his Fuck window? that. Like, Have you ever seen this dude's picture too? No. Like he scares me. Also, I don't know if I write this later, but his ex-wife was like, oh yeah, like he used to wake me up in the middle of the night all of the time because he'd be coming back into the house with binoculars and he would get caught like peeking in on people, peeking into people's homes and shit. He was a peeping Tom? He was a peeping motherfucking Tom. And then, like, when she would ask, like, what were you doing, he'd be like, oh, I was just, like, checking on something suspicious in the neighborhood or something. With binoculars? Yeah. Ew. Okay. So, also, there was this account of, like, this – he ran into a neighbor or something. This might have been, like, not in this neighborhood. But he ran into a neighbor and, like, she introduced herself and he was like, oh, yeah, I know you. You're the one who runs on the treadmill in, like, your living room all the time. Ew. And she was like, I'm sorry. What the fuck? Like, why would you say that out loud? Yeah. That's creepy. That's a thing you think in your head. Yeah. So this dude's creepy, right? Yeah. Okay. So they find the fucking binoculars in the bedside tables where I kind of left you off there yeah. before I went on that tangent. Yeah. Ex-wife, before this, she divorced him? Yes, yes. Like, he was a bachelor living alone, had the two kids. Okay. One, his older son would kind of stay with him off and on. Okay. But he was, like, I want to say, like, 18-ish. Okay. was, like, the age of his older son. So the detectives keep asking if he knows, like, where Danielle was, and he keeps denying everything and is like, I don't even know who that is. Like, I'm not sure. Yeah. And she fucking you sold him cookies. You buy cookies from them every fucking year. Yeah. Dave. And you know Brenda. Dave. Yeah, Dave. Okay. So, but he was just like, nope, I don't know who she is. I don't know where she is. I'm not sure what's going on. Never even heard that name. How do you say that? Yeah. Da- da- Danielle? I can't even say those words, so yeah. I'm definitely not connected. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, Dave, tell us about your fucking camping trip. Yeah. Like, what did you do this weekend? Yeah. And Where'd he you go? Was, and Where'd he you was, stay? Yeah, what's Where'd going you park? on? Who can I talk to? How much to? gas did you get? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he said that he was planning this camping trip to go to the desert, and he packed up everything Saturday morning to head out for a few days. And when he left, he noticed that he had forgotten his wallet. Mm. So now he wouldn't have enough gas money to get to the desert. Mm-hmm. So he stopped halfway? No. So instead, he decided to turn around and head to the Silver Strand State Beach. <gasps> I just went there this weekend. And so he was like, oh, I'll just camp here for the weekend because I have enough cash to cover the entry fee or camping fee there. Which, for the record, I didn't know that you could just fucking same day pull in and camp because I've been trying to book a goddamn state beach forever and it's like months out in advance. You can't anymore. Not at Silver Strand. Yeah. What the fuck? It's I guess like, 2002 was a different time. Yeah, it was. it's booked out. But you can go like 
there's no one fucking there on normal days. Yeah. You can park there for the day. Like in the parking lot of the yeah. beach, not at like the actual campsite. But it's like right next, next to it. Yeah. yeah. So this motherfucker paid for two days cash, I'm guessing. I don't know what he fucking had on him. Whatever money he had on him. Yeah. To stay at the Silver Strand State Beach. And while he was there, he was like, ugh. I don't really like the weather. I've been looking for the sun, and it's kind of overcast. What month is it? Uh, February. Yeah. Ties Sounds up. right. Story, story straight so far. <laughs> I fucking am on it. Also, uh, an article noted that one of the fellow campers around there was actually a group of, like, off-duty patrol officers. Like, they were just on, like, a little mini staycation or something. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that, like, kind of spooked him. And he was like, mm, looking for the sun. Gotta go. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, never mind. <laughs> Ooh, gotta leave here. Not quite as remote as I was hoping. Uh-huh. And so he says. Also, maybe in February you can stay at the beach. Just easier. pull up same day. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe. And so he decides to head home to get his wallet. So now it's Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. He decides to head home and get his I think it's Sunday. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I won't quote you on But any I'm pretty other. sure it is. Head home to get his wallet so that he can continue on to the desert. Okay. And so neighbors say, like, yeah, around, like, 4 o'clock or some shit that Sunday he came back. It must have been Sunday because fucking cops were all over that place Saturday for sure. Yeah. So he comes home, gets his wallet. And then he takes off for the desert. Chasing the sun. Takes off chasing the sun. So receipts and cell phone records and everything, along with eyewitness statements, all back his story that this is what happened. Mm -hmm. Although one eyewitness claims to have seen David at the beach with his wallet, which I think is very specific. (laughs) But also. Maybe they saw him pay the fucking little thing because it's like a. Yeah, maybe. Pull out your wallet to pay for it. Yeah. Or something. Maybe, but I feel like what a weird thing to lie about. Like, I forgot my wallet, and so I had to go back. But I just, I mean, I don't know why I would try to make sense out of any of this. It's kind of fucking chaotic. Like, this weekend, he ends up driving, like, almost 600 miles over the weekend or something, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Well, goddamn, that's a lot of fucking miles. That's a lot of driving. Like, I understand why he showed up at the cleaners looking a little rough on Monday morning. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) It's been a fucking day, man. (laughs) This day is never-ending. So while David was out in the desert on Sunday after Danielle had gone missing, right, Mm -hmm. uh, his RV ended up getting stuck in the sand about a quarter mile off the road in wash number 14 in Glamis. Oh. And he had to call a tow truck to eventually come get him out. Now, here's some crazy ass motherfucking shit. Mm -hmm. You can go on YouTube and type in like David Westerfield fucking Glamis or whatever. And there is footage of fellow campers who probably had, like, a GoPro on or something. Yeah. And they all go riding out to David's stuck camper and, like, circling around it. Now, I don't know if they were, like, trying to help him or something or what, or if they were just like, God damn, look at this fancy-ass RV that got stuck in the dirt. Oh, my God. But it's there. And then he had to get a tow truck to get him out because he was so far stuck. Which, yeah. what a fucking idiot. If you go out to the desert, you know, you just don't go cruising around in the RV. Like, yeah, you in know the where sand. you're going. Especially the sand in Glamis. It's so fucking soft. That's exactly what happened. Like, literally, the bumper and everything was, like, in the ground. If you <gasps> Google his RV, you'll get a picture of a still frame from that video. Mm. Like, and what's creepier is, like, all the shades and everything are drawn on it, which that's not so creepy. But, like, to think about what is possibly potentially inside of that RV as these people were, like, circling around trying to help or I don't know what they were doing. There's no Talking shit. I hope they were just heckling. I know. I don't. Fucking I've never. Loser. I've never played it with sound. I hope they're just heckling. <laughs> yeah, I've always had it because it's always like the middle of the night when I'm fucking researching, so I turn it down so I don't like wake the whole goddamn family up. Yeah. But yeah, 
I find that creepy. And they used it as evidence in the trial that is coming up that you are so shocked about. I'm very shocked. Okay, so now um, he gets stuck, gets a tow truck to come help him out. And he heads home and whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So the police interviewed David, obviously, and he detailed every single step that he made, like I just explained. But he left out the little dry cleaners pit stop. Mm. He was also super sweaty when they were interviewing him. and the I'm sweaty. Right now. I can understand. I know. But the detective thought that it was like a sign of nerves or something Mm. because it was like a cold February day. Yeah. And that he just was being deceitful, but also obviously fucking right. Yeah. Because they know that he went to the cleaners. Yeah. I don't know if they knew this now, actually. But anyway, either way, he fucking lied about it and left it out. David also described that on that Friday night when Brenda was at the bar with friends, David had actually ran into her at the bar. Oh. Like, they went to the bar at the same time. Because remember, I told you three days before, she was selling cookies. Yeah. And she was like, I'm going to be over at Dad's. Yeah. And home dude showed up at Dad's. That's so Now, creepy. here's where it gets Is fucking Is Dad weird. still open? Because it sounds I think so. fun. I think so. In the, like, two pictures I saw, it looked like a dive bar that we would attend. Uh, sounds now, fun. here's where it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's fucking interesting. And I could go on for fucking ever. But. Different articles say different things, but the one that I got that I think was closest to the actual trial, like what happened in testimony and stuff, mm-hmm. was that eyewitnesses claim that David and Brenda danced ew, ew, at ew. the bar. Ew. But both Brenda ew, and David. <laughs> both Brenda and David deny dancing with each other. But there's four separate people that come forward and say yes. They were dancing, that David was dancing with one of Brenda's friends, and, like, he turned around for a minute and fucking danced with her and then went dancing back with the friends. Also, for the record, she gets slandered so goddamn much, which is so unfortunate because her fucking child just died, right? Yeah. But, well, sorry, spoiler alert. You obviously know what's going to happen here. But they're like, oh, she used to go to the bars and she was known for flirting and all this other shit. Fucking whatever. So are we. Yeah. Like, that's called being a chick and being nice. You yeah. Know? I don't know what she was You're doing. known for flirting, smiling, and, like, appeasing someone to be like, hey, I don't want you to fucking punch me in the throat. Yeah. So like I'll I'm trying to be polite to you. a second while I turn around. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I hate it so much. Now, granted, I don't really know what was going on, but that's my fucking perception because I'm a chick and I'm a mom and I fucking get girls night. All right. Yeah. I'm going out. You tell me I'm pretty. I'll take a drink. Let's go. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Later. <laughs> Later, loser. Yeah. Going home to my husband. Yep. Anyway, so I think that's a bunch of bullshit. But yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird that like four people came forward and said that they danced and they're both saying they didn't dance. But also I'm like, if I were drunk, which I always am on girls nights, yeah. I would not remember if I had or had not danced with somebody. You may not. Especially yeah. if I didn't give a fuck, you know, like, yeah, like it doesn't make a difference to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dancing isn't like going home with a person. Yeah. So, like, maybe you danced. I don't know. Maybe you didn't. If there was a memorable moment, like, uh, fucking, fucking Twirly McTwirlers over there twirls too much. Yeah, get away from him. Yeah. Sick now. Yeah. Now I would remember dancing with that guy. But if yeah. it was just like, oh, hey. And then you like twirl him, like, it's you. And then you twirl by. Like, yeah. does that count as dancing? I don't know. But they both denied it before people were like, for sure they danced, which right. makes me like uncomfortable as fuck. Yeah. So now police put David on 24 hour surveillance because they're like, mm, you're looking pretty dang suspicious. Mm-hmm. He is. I don't know if this happens during the 24-hour surveillance or if it was, like, Monday morning or whatever. But he cleans his RV out and his SUV. He owned an SUV. And he's, like, cleaning his home and shit. He was also known to be a clean freak. I mean, remember how, like, clean everything was in the front yard? Mm -hmm. I guess, like, 
in his past lives, like people, his like ex, his past life, his ex-wife and her family were like, oh, my God, he was like a nightmare to go anywhere with. He was very particular about everything and how you cleaned it. Like he would get mad at you if you didn't wring out all the water in the sponge in the sink, which I mean, I'm kind of guilty of, too. But if you go into my house, it's a goddamn disaster. So Mm -hmm. not that intense. But he's kind of known for being a little anal about things. Okay, yeah. But either way, he fucking details the whole goddamn RV and his car and his home. Did he tell the police about how he got stuck in his RV? Yes, he mentioned that. And he said he had to get a tow truck to pull him out. He told the police actually that he got a flat tire and then later that he was stuck in the sand. Mm. He did not have a flat tire. But he lied a bunch. Yeah. Obviously. Well, kind of have to if you just murdered someone. Yeah, and you're trying to get away with it. Yeah. So, meanwhile, obviously, police are trying to get warrants so that they can go in and start pulling shit out and, like, seeing... Out of the RV and stuff. Out of the RV, out of his truck, or out of his SUV, out of his home. They want to see if there's any actual traces of Danielle, Mm because obviously she wasn't physically there or anything, but they have to get warrants to be able to pull the stuff out. Yeah. So they're kind of waiting for it, and then they eventually get them. It doesn't take long. Like, this is all, like, same fucking day. Within 24 hours of starting to watch him, right? Oh, wow. They get the warrants, and they seize his motorhome, his SUV, and they pull a bunch of belongings out of his home. Mm-hmm. Police find a spot on the jacket that David had brought to the cleaners, mm-hmm. and that spot turned out to be some of Danielle's blood. It tested, like, positive for her DNA. Now, it's good on the cleaners, but also... <laughs> This was after it had been cleaned. What am I paying you for? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, right? I guess I had, like, they couldn't get the stain out. It was like a black jacket, too, so they probably didn't really notice it. And then, like, maybe Luminol lit it up or something. Oh, my God. I don't know. I just made that whole scenario up for the record. I just know it was a dark jacket. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, I mean, he's not going to be like, also, can you get this blood stain out? Yeah. They're going to be like, wash this jacket. And they're like, yeah, it's washed. Yeah, here you go. Done. Dry cleaned. Yeah. (laughs) Boom. A limp ball was recovered from the garage trash can, and it had hairs that were, that, like, linked to Danielle. A lint ball? A lint ball? Like, you know how you do laundry and the dryer, you pull out lint? There was, like, a lint ball in there. I was like, like a dust bunny? (laughs) I'm guessing. Or it might have been a lint ball from somebody's fucking pocket. I don't really know. Yeah. Just said lint ball. And in it, I think it had dog hair from Danielle's family dog. Oh, my God. Like, they pull a lot of fucking evidence. I'm not even going to name it all, but I thought that was, like, fucking interesting that somebody went through goddamn lint balls in the trash can and found dog hair. And they were like, okay, how did Danielle's dog hair get in your lint? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, you could explain, like, oh, they were in the house. Okay, that's one thing, but what about her fucking blood, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to tell you some things where it's obvious that Danielle was around him for longer than selling cookies yeah and he remember claims that he doesn't even know who she is or couldn't pick her out of a crowd or whatever that's so dumb so, so fucking dumb. dumb especially when it's so obviously not like you bought fucking cookies from a long time the, you're they're your neighbor yeah like i know you're lying to me yeah although i couldn't pick my neighbors out of a lineup but that's just because i probably couldn't either i never fucking look at i don't them. know my neighbors though but if they sold me cookies i might be able to yeah and if i invited them into my home for sure then i'd be able to yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay Also, spots of blood were found in the RV as well, which Mm -hmm. all tested positive as being Danielle's. I think there was like three spots of blood, one on the bed or like the mattress. I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. And then two on the floor by the bathroom or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Oh, my God. Okay, now get this. There were several sources of violent child pornography found in David's home. Ew. Now, I don't know. I know there was, like, computer files and stuff. But, like, this article kind of alluded to, like, other things. Like, maybe printed shit. Ew. I know. On February 22nd. That's so much ink. (laughs) Well, I don't know how much. Maybe it was just one. I mean, just printing a picture is a lot of ink. Much true. Ugh. Do you yeah. have a physical spank bank? I don't know. I don't know. But for sure he had a virtual one. Yeah. So on, Ugh, I hate it. Yeah. He's an awful fucking person for the record. Apparently. On February 22nd, David was arrested for the kidnapping of Danielle. Because mm-hmm. they had enough evidence to prove that she, she was had, there She and yeah. hurt. Yeah. yeah. She was in his house because there was like, again, I don't know if I list all this shit out, but they, they found Danielle's hair in his bed, like in his master bed. Ew. They found traces of her in his SUV and then also the blood and everything in the RV. They also found a palm print of Danielle's. (gasps) Oh, my God. That breaks my little So she was, like, alive in the RV. Oh, no. Um, now. In in his master bedroom? Yeah, it's fucking creepy, right? Oh, my God. That breaks my heart. Yeah. This is a terrible story. It seems... Evident. That's fucking scary. I know. For a little girl. I know. A seven-year-old. Ugh. Okay, so now, obviously, he's getting brought in on kidnap charges, but it seems evident that she was murdered. Like, there's obvious signs here that something bad has happened. Yeah. So the prosecution starts working with him on a plea deal, saying, like, hey, if you just tell—we know something bad happened to Danielle. Like, tell us what you did and where she's at. And we'll give you life in prison instead of the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And so they were minutes away from striking a plea deal when on February 27th, two searchers discovered her body. It was partially nude. Nope, it was totally nude and partially decomposed. And it was near a trail off a of Dehisa Road in California. Mm-hmm. So I guess the searchers decided to go check out Dehisa Road since it was likely that that's the road that David took while he went camping. Like, I guess he always went through there. And her remains were dumped in a trash-strewn lot close to Saquon Golf Course and Casino. I guess he always, like, gambled at that casino and shit, too. Oh, my God. So, uh, I know. I never realized. We take this road all the time. Yeah. I, and my brother fucking got married out there. I never realized that that's where her body was found. It was literally, like, super close to the golf course. Ugh. Yeah. My brother got married there. Yeah. Like, fucking golf course golf on. Course. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It blows my fucking mind. And he literally just pulled over on the side of the road and, like, dumped her. Oh, my God. Under a tree. Oh. And then also, her body was so badly decomposed that they had to use dental records to identify her. But they kind of knew it was her because she had her Mickey Mouse earrings on and then a plastic necklace still on. Oh, baby. I know. Oh, my God. That breaks my heart. I know. It's so sad. And then also I think they found like a piece. Maybe like the earrings weren't on her, but it was like by her body or something. Mm -hmm. Like they kind of whatever. Were with it. Yeah. Her body was so badly decomposed that they couldn't determine the cause of death. Ugh. The coroner also couldn't determine if she had been sexually assaulted or not because of the decomposition, but it's widely speculated that she was. And I think that's based off of DNA evidence that was found on, like, the comforter and stuff because it wasn't necessarily blood. Yeah. I read one article saying, like, they speculate that she had been wrapped up in the comforter and then molested. Ew. I know. Okay. 
So let's move it along so we're all not thinking about that last thought that I just put out in everybody's head. Mm-hmm. David went to trial on June 4th, 2002, and there was a ton of forensic forensic evidence that was brought forward, right? Danielle's blood was found on his jacket, on the floor of the RV, like I mentioned. Her handprint was found in the cabinets, like a palm print on one of the cabinets. It looked like it was like the backside of the cabinet, like you would open it up and like lean on it. I yeah. don't really know. It was a quick picture I saw. Huh. And it was literally like a red circle on a corner, so I didn't fucking analyze it because it's not like you could see the palm print. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like, I swear it's here. Yeah, it's right here. But what's interesting was that he fucking wiped that whole RV down because there weren't any of David's fingerprints or anything. Like, it was oh. evident that he cleaned that shit, and he didn't just, like, pick it up and wipe it down. It's like he was scrubbing fingerprints, and he just happened to miss this one print. Wow. And it was Danielle's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, hairs of the dog were found, of the Van Damme's dog, were found on the comforter in the RV and in that little limp ball. I think it was the dog hair in that little limp ball in the garage. Uh Also, Danielle's hair was found in David's bed. On her body, there was this, like, orange acrylic hair that was found on her, and it matched, I think, the carpet in the RV. Ew. Or also, like, some sort of fiber in his home. Like, it was present in his home. In his life So somewhere. she had been in the RV in his house, like Ew. I said, in the SUV. Oh, my and God. And she had no reason to be in those places. Yeah. It is suggested that David, because he knew that Danielle would be home alone with a babysitter on that night, that he went to the or bar. Thought. Yeah. Yeah, he thought that she was going to be home based off of what Brenda said, right? She's like, oh, I'm going to go out if I can get a sitter. And then he goes to dad's and sees that she's there at the bar. And so he leaves the bar at like 1030 or something like that. And remember, I said Danielle went to bed at 1030 and her dad went to bed shortly thereafter. Yeah. That he came in and entered in through the side garage door since it had somehow been left unlocked. And that he took her from the bed either while she slept or like incapacitated her somehow. Now... There is this theory. I'm not quite sure because they never really the prosecution doesn't have to prove how he did any of this stuff. They just have to prove that he did do it. Yeah. So you don't really get a clear picture on what happened. And obviously he never admits to it. Right. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm fucking innocent till the end. Mm -hmm. But they're suggesting that maybe he came in like, let's say, 11 o'clock or something, somewhere between 1030 and 2 Mm a.m. He came in to get Danielle and he was caught by, like, everybody came home and he was, like, stuck in her room. And then Brenda goes up and shuts the door and he's still in there. That's so fucking scary. It's creepy as hell. And then when they all go to bed, he sneaks out the back and that's why the back door was open. That's one theory. Now I'm thinking... I know. I'm thinking what's probably more likely is that, like, he snuck in, left the garage door open... And snuck out. And maybe that slider was open and they just didn't notice. Like, she saw the beeping system or whatever. And, and just was thought like, it was one door. Oh, it's this door. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But how fucking creepy would it be if for a half an hour, like, if he came, like, right at 2 o'clock or something, I was like, ah, oh, I'm fucking going to do it. And, you know, I'll just get in and get out because she's not, she's about to come home. You know, the bar's just closed or something like that. Oh, my God. Or what if he was, like, a planning attack on her, too, or something and... She he wasn't expecting her to bring home all those friends. I don't know. But what if he was in that fucking room? That's so scary. And how much guilt would you have as a parent when you think back and you're like, I didn't even look in. Yeah. You know, like all these opportunities like, oh, I should have been surprised that she didn't wake up. 
yeah. sooner or whatever, which you can't blame yourself, but I would be doing that shit non-fucking-stop. No. Like, oh, my God. But also, imagine if she had opened the door and he was, like, fucking there. Like, oh, no. terrifying also i don't think i write this down but in one of the interviews david says something along the lines of i could have swore she said she was getting a sweater a sitter that night like he was like shocked that the dad was home oh my god yeah like he says kind of lines like that that are pretty implicating like he's when they were they took him out to the desert to be like where did you fucking camp and where did you get stuck and all that and he was like this would be a great place to hide a body and what? Then, yeah. And then they were like, well, what'd you do with Danielle? And he'd say shit like, well, you'll find out sooner than later. <gasps> yeah. Like, this guy's a fucking creep. Oh, my God. There are people who believe that he's totally innocent. What? For the record. Yeah. Yeah. How? Uh, I don't know, but I've read some of those forums and I'm like, okay, well, what about the blood? Yeah. Like, her blood is everywhere. What about her fucking palm print in his RV? Yeah. But like I said, the media went fucking crazy with this shit and they painted her parents to be like, terrible. All right. Oh, my God, that's so fucking sad. So I'm going to tell you about some of this, right? Okay, so before I go on about the lifestyle of the Van Dams and shit or whatever, it is speculated that David may have kept Danielle in the rear of his SUV as he drove to get his RV. Because I guess on the morning, Saturday morning, he didn't have his RV at home. Like, he stored it off site somewhere in a lot or some shit. And mm. so he would have kidnapped her, put her in the SUV, like in the back of the SUV, mm-hmm. and then drove to his rv and like transferred her to there and then brought the rv back to his house to fill it with water i guess to like load it up for everything that he's gonna do on the weekend which is probably why his fucking lights were on or whatever right because he was up all goddamn night doing shit about to go on a fucking 600 mile travel fucking thing and then two desert trips oh i remember now so like i said he fucking was like i'm gonna go out on my goddamn adventure right and then he goes out to the desert and realizes he forgot his fucking wallet so he goes back to the beach and he's like i'm just gonna camp here and then the next morning he wakes up and he's like fuck this i need the sun and i'm gonna go to the desert so i'm gonna go home and get my wallet and then there's an account of him like driving through the neighborhood at 4 30 or whatever on sunday okay i guess he went home to go check for his wallet and it wasn't home either so he had to actually drive back to his suv which is wherever the fuck he keeps his rv i'm guessing oh my god and he got his wallet there he had left it in the suv okay and then it's a very unorganized trip dude it's fucking chaotic as hell and another thing i forgot to mention was now I don't know how the fuck, but at some point during this whole goddamn frenzy, he ends up back at Silver Strand, but the gates had closed. So I think this was Sunday night. Mm. Like, he drove out to the desert or something. I don't really fucking know. But anyway, he ends up back at Silver Strand. Like, I'm just going to camp here for the night, which Sunday he got stuck in the sand. Anyway, okay. So he ends up at Silver Strand. Like, I'm going to camp here for the night, but the gates had closed and it was like late at night or something. And so... He had to camp in a lot across the street from where you would normally fucking hook up or whatever. And it was mm-hmm. like some yacht club or some shit like that. Okay. Which to me is even stranger because I'm like, you're at Silver Strand and you live basically in fucking Poway. Yeah. Go home. I, yeah. You could just stay the night at home. Go Bring home. your RV to your house. Go home. Yeah. I don't get it. It's chaotic and weird as shit. Yeah. Okay. But you wouldn't want to go home if you had something to hide. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. I'm just saying, like, you suspicious motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's You're doing some suspicious. weird shit. If you're trying to stick with this, like, oh, I was going on a trip mm-hmm. for no mm-hmm. reason. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in this trial, they bring up David's computer, right? The shit they find on David's computer. Which, mm-hmm. for the record, there was, like, a file called, like, File Red or something weird red. I can't remember what it was, but it was a weird-ass file name. 
And on that file, they found a bunch of the child pornography, right? The violent child pornography. Gross. Mentioned. And the defense claims that this was actually not David's child pornography, but instead probably was his son downloading Ooh. the child pornography. And this had spanned years. And his son was like, it's not mine. And everybody's like, you're such a piece of shit because now you're just like throwing your son under the bus, right? And yeah. being like, oh, it's him that has this illegal porn on my computer. Yeah. So fucking asshole. Also, there's this other claim that he says, oh, okay, so those ones in that file, the reason that they're there is because I was just doing a search and seeing how easy it was to come upon this stuff without having to pay for anything. And I wanted to send all of these images to the government to let them know so that they were aware that this is what's happening. Just doing the government's job. And everybody's like, solid. bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. But that's his fucking claim against the child pornography. Well, I had all that child porn on there because when I download it, it takes it off the internet. And then <laughs> yeah. other people, the bad people, can't get it. Yeah. That's how that works, right? Oh my God. I don't even fucking know. No, it's not how that works at all. But this guy was just like... Making excuses left and right. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Okay. Now on to the Van Dam's like lifestyle. I'm not going to spend too much time here because I think it's unfair pop shots. But of course, I'm being very biased. But this is a pretty biased podcast. So what the fuck ever. Right? Yep. The defense played this whole card about the Van Dam's living this like rock and roll lifestyle and that they were kind of known for partying and they would openly smoke marijuana in their garage. <gasps> Not the marijuana. Not the marijuana. And that they were swingers and they'd have sex with everybody. Like Everybody. It, everybody. And that at when Brenda would go out on these girls' nights, she was known for trying to get people to come back and have sex with Damon. Like, it's like this whole thing, which maybe Lucky it was. guy. Whatever. I know. Maybe that was their fucking thing. But that doesn't mean that they killed their kid or had their kid killed or anything like that. No. Um, I think what the defense, defense was trying to get at was like, oh, that night there was other people there or, you know, other people have been in the house before. So there's like all this. a shady lifestyle. So yeah. there's shady people around them. Yeah. There's this opportunity that it could have been someone else. You know, I'm getting the idea, though, that the shadiest person around them. It's probably the one with Daniel's blood all over his fucking house and stuff. RV and. Yeah. Or DNA. and. Yeah. Traces of Danielle. Yeah. yeah. Probably and blood on him. his jacket and stuff. Probably him. That's my guess. But yeah. I'm thinking you're right. Also, his defense is kind of shitty, right? Yeah. There's kind of this whole, like, ethical question that comes in play because you know how I said that they were minutes away from reaching a plea deal mm -hmm. about him telling them where the body was? That would suggest that he murdered her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, where there's this whole question about the defense knowing that their client was actually guilty and still getting up there and defending them, right? Mm, yeah. So, but... It was never officially released that they were really going to make a plea deal or something. It's like something that leaked out of the police department in an interview or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then it has never been confirmed or replicated or anything like that. Mm. But that's pretty fucking shady, right? Yeah. But yeah. the defense is like grasping at straws, to be fair. Yeah. Are they allowed to defend someone if they know that they're guilty? Isn't that like I don't literally know. their whole job? Though? Um, I think it's like if you believe that they're guilty, you still have it's your job to defend them appropriately or whatever, like unbiasedly. Yeah. But if you have physical evidence that they're guilty, I don't think that like. But I mean, you if you had physical evidence, you would give it to the prosecution. I guess if they confess, right? If they confess, I guess that's what a plea deal is: is you confessing, and then all, and then you get this. 
Yeah. I don't know how it works. I don't know. Maybe that's why it's kind of like this gray area that like people are like, it's an ethical issue as opposed mm-hmm. to like a fucking actual legal issue. I don't really know all the details. I was just like, oh, that's fucking interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, what are the goddamn odds? You fucking find the body right as you're about to sign the gun. Like, the ink is getting warmed up on this pen, you know? Like, <laughs> I was just doing the squiggles before I <laughs> yeah. tested the pen. Before we're going to fucking sign this deal. Okay. A big part of the trial was trying to figure out the big question of when Danielle had died. Because if we can determine that, like, the actual date of death, then we can better understand if David had an alibi for this time frame. Yeah. The defense had three entomologists testify, saying that insects had first colonized on Danielle's body sometime in mid-February, which would be long after David had been under police surveillance because she disappeared, like, I think it was the 7th or something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to scroll, but it was early February that she disappeared. Yeah. The prosecution had their own entomologists come forward. And testify that the insects could have colonized on Danielle's body as early as February 2nd. Okay, so it was like the 1st of February. Okay. <laughs> so the same day that she had gone missing. So it was the 2nd of February. <laughs> Let's learn this together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay. basically they're like, it, they found like fly maggots on her. Mm-hmm. And so they were like. Aging them or whatever. Exactly. And so her defense, or her, the prosecution is saying like, hey, this could have showed up same day. And the defense is like, no, it would have taken at least a couple of weeks before it would have gotten to this level or whatever. And so she or must have she been... could have only sorry, it would have taken less time. Like they could have only laid the eggs in the middle of February for them to be this long, like mm-hmm. around this long. So she had to have died in the middle of February. And so she would have been killed when he was under police surveillance. Yeah, saying like that she he... was still alive while he was under police surveillance, so the cops got the wrong guy. Uh-huh, okay. But then, during testimony, those experts were asked, like, what would delay this? Like, is there anything that could have delayed the fucking evolution of larvae or whatever? And they were like, yeah, if she had, like, a blanket on her or something like that, like, it could delay it. Like, insects can't get to you then, right? Mm-hmm. So then... This whole study of, like, bugs and stuff to determine how long a corpse has been there is useful if you know every fucking condition. Yeah. Like, if it's a hotter day or whatever, it kind of throws everything off. So. Wasn't her body found in a bag? I actually thought it was, too, but I could not find anything that said that she was found in a bag. I feel like I remember that from, like, when it happened. But I I guess I don't know. But a bag would be, like, a. Something that would. Cover. Delay it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing that, too. I don't know if I just put that in my own brain. I did not find a single article that said that. In fact, you can almost not find shit about anything that happened to her. Like, they don't know what happened to her. They don't know what caused her death. I I had to dig to find what I did find about, like, the earrings and the necklace. And every picture she has that, like, plastic necklace, it was mentioned that it was a plastic necklace. And every picture she has that one that's, like, it shrinks to a tiny little thing and then you put it over your neck and it's, Mm. like, the lacy black one that we all fucking had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was. And if uh, you look up any picture of her, she's wearing it. Oh, my God. So I'm guessing. So fucking sad. Those were so cute, by the way. I, they're coming back. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it. <laughs> Although I think I'm too old now. Yeah. I'll wear them when my kid starts wearing them. Yeah. I'll wear them, too. I'll wear them with you so you're not alone. Appreciate that. Ooh, okay. Here's another interesting thing. The defense also argued that no traces of David were found in the Van Damme's home so that he couldn't have entered the home, right? Like they didn't have any DNA or fingerprints or anything like that. But the prosecution was like, hey, guess what? If you know you're going to come kidnap somebody, you can take measures to prevent that. Like you can wear gloves. And yeah. the dude was fucking balding anyway. You could wear a goddamn hat. 
You know, like, that's not a very good argument as to why it didn't happen. Like, he yeah. didn't kidnap her. Yeah. Also, he had blood on her, on his fucking clothing, right? Like, yeah. you're guilty. Uh, it was a two-month trial, and the jury found David guilty of first-degree murder, also guilty of kidnapping and for possession of child porn. Okay, listen to this weird bit. During the sentencing phase, David's niece took the stand and told a story about how when she was seven, she was having a sleepover with her cousin, which would be David's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she woke up to David rubbing her teeth. What? <laughs> yeah. With what? His finger. Ew! And so she bit it really hard. And then, like, I guess she was staying the night because her parents were at a party or something, but they were home at this time, right? Like, they were staying with David. I don't fucking know. And so she ran downstairs and told her mom what had happened, and her mom confronted, I think it was her sister, which would be David's wife, and it just kind of got brushed off. But if you remember, the ex-wife was like, yeah, he's fucking weird. He used to, like, go out and peep on people. So she probably was trying to, like, cover up the family secret, just like, yeah, he touches your teeth when you sleep. I don't know. What the fuck? Or what if he was, like, trying to stick his finger in her mouth? I, I bet know. he was trying to stick his finger in her mouth. Because also she bit it mm-hmm. means that his finger was, like, inside there. So maybe he was, like, like putting his finger in her mouth. But all she And, like, could rubbing think of, around? Yeah. Oh, but all she could think oh. of as, like, a kid is being, like, I don't know, he's touching my teeth. Oh, I hit my mic so much because that makes me so uncomfortable and my toes are curled. I'm stopping. Okay, let's talk about other things. That's so gross. Yeah. And your uncle? Your fucking uncle. And he looks like that. He's scary. He's fucking gross. <laughs> okay. Alexis looks horrified. <laughs> she looks very uncomfortable. All I can think is like my daughter sleeps with her mouth open. Uh, yeah. like that's how she was sleeping. Then I feel like I would have done that as a kid to fuck with my brother. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. poke my finger in his mouth just to like, not yeah. like weird fuck with Not though. weird. But then he was just yeah. like. When they questioned about about it, he was like, I was just checking in on the kids. Like, I don't know your time. And it just kind of got brushed Checking off. for cavities or something. <laughs> yeah. Sugar bugs. See, she brushed her teeth. Ugh. No, he just said he was checking on the kids and like it got dropped. Oh, my God. That is disgusting. Yeah. So in January 2003, David was sentenced to death for the murder of Danielle. We still don't know how she died, but she was missing a few teeth, which suggests that she endured some trauma. Oh, my God. Obviously, there was blood left behind, and the palm print suggests that she may have been alive in the RV, right? Yeah. Eyewitnesses also claim to have heard David talking to someone inside the RV and that the RV curtains always remained closed. Oh, my Uh, God. That breaks my heart. Also, for the record, he would always take ATVs and shit out to the desert, but this time he didn't. He just took the RV. Mm Mm-hmm. Danielle was described by friends as a very sweet girl who was very strong-headed but obedient. I hate that word for the Me record. Too. Especially <laughs> used by girls. It. Yeah. I think they were trying to get at, like, you know, she's very strong-willed, but, like, she was nice. Like, yeah. she wasn't she, an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. She followed the rules, but she also had, like, a her opinion. Her Yeah. She protected, yeah. like, she stood her own ground. Yeah. Yeah. She loved having sleepovers with her friends and was learning how to play the piano. Oh. Her parents came under a lot of scrutiny in the media because of the defense that they, like, this whole fucking rock and roll lifestyle. I can't even fucking imagine. Right? If my lifestyle right now is put on trial. That's what I think about all the time. I'm like, yeah, I could be painted that way. Aside from the swingers life because fucking Lee can barely get any. But you know what I mean? Like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But, like, anybody can twist it anyway, mm-hmm. right? Like, make it look bad. Yeah. Well, like, almost every weekend we, like, have barbecues and right? are hanging out. Yeah. That could be from a the party. outside looking in. Yeah. They go late at night. We're yep. all drinking. That could look like a swinger thing from the outside, you know? Sure. 
Like you could have, yeah, you can paint it any which way. Yeah. They literally were just like normal people though, living their fucking life, trying to make shit work. They were at know? that age where like the kids are almost self-sufficient and you're like, this is the best part. Like this yeah. is. You're like, this is, this is my night to go for. out. You take care of the kids. Exactly. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. Yeah. And she's a stay-at-home mom, dude. She wants to get out and have some fun. Yeah. She needs fucking adult time. Seriously. Oh, God, that's my so God. heartbreaking. Isn't that fucking insane? Thanks. I hate it. I hate it, too. And I know everybody knows the story. <laughs> or it was huge. It was like on Nancy Grace, on all fucking President Bush big. talked about it. Yeah. I know it was big, and I remember when it happened and everything, but, like, I didn't know about all of that yeah yeah, yeah. Didn't i didn't really either i just knew that she was found on the side of the road also they always said she was found on the side of the road in the desert so i always assumed it was like out at glamis or whatever but when you look it up in saquon that's like almost in the fucking mountains in my mind actually when we were leaving your brother's wedding mm-hmm. brandon was like oh this is where danielle van damme was found and i was like well, excuse the fuck out of me i had no idea i knew that she was found like around there but i never considered it to be a road that i had ever been on yeah, and here's what always blew my mind was because, like, when you take the 8, yeah. like, past 2nd Street, like, when you're going east, it's also west. But in my mind, I'm always going east yeah. when I see the sign. There's a sign that says, like, the Daniel Van Damme Memorial Overpass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's such a weird spot for it to be. Like, I don't get it. But I guess it's because that would have been, like, the road he took to, like, go. Like, you get off on 2nd and then go fucking into Dehisa. I don't know how you get – I don't know the exact directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, like, how he would have taken to get there. Or, like, maybe the 80s. I don't don't fucking know. But I never realized that that's why that part of the road was named that that overpass. Mm. Because in my mind, every time I'm like, oh, the desert, I think of, like, fucking El Centro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that area. Like, over the fucking mountains and stuff. Glamis. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that was the way he fucking took all the time to get out there. That's a weird way to go. It's a long way to go. Yeah. Especially in an RV. Yeah. And it was a big-ass RV. It was a fancy-ass RV. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the pictures and you're like, yeah, it's old now. But he, it was like a 97-something or other. And this was 2002, so that's a fucking brand-new RV. Yeah, yeah. God damn. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to do this all night long. <laughs> you're never going to hear the end of the story. But I guess they had cadaver dogs come out and, like, smell the RV and shit. And the cadaver dog hit so hard on the storage compartments. Oh. Yeah. Ew. Mm-hmm. So she was likely dead. Either in the storage compartment or in an area that fed air to the storage compartment, which I don't know if you've ever had an RV before, but air doesn't feed to a storage compartment. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just a hole down there and you just shove it's shit. just a There's hole no, down like, there. There's no, like, ventilation. <laughs> is there no, like, like, if the bed is right there and then the storage compartment is, like, under the bed from the outside, right? Like, is there no, like, vent or anything under the bed to get, like... There's no vent, but I do remember... Well, I, I'm speaking from my own experience. Like, mm-hmm. with my current one, I know that I felt a lot of cold air when I left it open, so there must be, like, a way for some air to get around. Mm-hmm. It's not a visible vent that I've ever noticed, but... But the dog would have hit inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, was specifically inside. on the outside storage compartment. That's so... Ugh. And Disrespectful, then they, first of all. Yeah, and they said, I think, I'm guessing, the way I read it was they said the ventilation part just to be like, I mean, she was either in that or air fed to it. So, a.k.a. she was in it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what that would suggest. Ugh. Oh, God. That's horrifying. I know, and I don't know. And I don't know why that makes me, like, it bothers me. Like, if you kidnap a person and you're, like, going to kill them and everything, and then you just treat their body, like, garbage, like, just store it. Oh, put it in the storage. Like, that's not where a person goes. No. I don't know why that bothers me. It's It's creepy. It's like, 
not desecration, but like it's disrespectful. Yeah. Which all oh. of it is disrespectful. But also it bothers me. I forgot about this. The whole defense was trying to prove that he did not kidnap her or that she was dead before he took her from the house. Because if, what? if he had kidnapped her and then killed her, then that comes with the death penalty because she died while committing another felony, like while he was committing another felony or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they were trying to prove that either one, he did not kidnap her or two, she was dead before he took her from the room. So he just, like, broke in, was going to kidnap her, but then he was like, oh, wait, she's already dead. Let me just get rid of this real yeah. quick. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he killed her there. I don't know exactly what oh. they said, but that was, like, the whole thing was, like, okay, but he didn't kidnap her. Like, they can't prove that she kidnapped he that he kidnapped her. Time. And the jury was like, he's guilty. <laughs> Except for her palm print in the RV. I think the whole idea was that, like, he didn't, okay, yeah, she was there, all of that stuff, Right. Or they're not trying to disprove that. They're They're just just trying trying to to keep the death penalty away. Yeah. Like, okay, you may have seen all of this and think it's pretty suspicious, but you cannot – there's no evidence that links to him kidnapping her because there's no physical evidence that he was in the house, right? So what would the other option be? Like, she was like, oh, hey, Dave. Let me come over and hang out. What, are you going to the desert tomorrow? What if he was, like, grooming her? I don't need to ask my dad. Sorry, what? What if he was, like, grooming her? Yeah. And so, like, he got comfortable, like, she got comfortable with him, and he, like, snuck in the house and, like, got her to come out. And was like, check this shit out. Yeah, which I still would consider fucking kidnapping. Yeah. Because you don't have, like, parental consent or some shit. But, like, I'm just curious as to, like, how did he get her out of the house without, like, making a lot of noise to wake anybody up? Well, he's a grown-ass adult, and she's seven. I know. That's how. Isn't that fucking terrifying? It's really scary. I swear I could keep going on and on with random little tidbits that I'm like, I did not fucking know that. That blows my mind. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Thanks. So he's in San Quentin fucking prison. Fuck that guy. Yeah. In particular. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my story. Sing us out. So if you want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to isgdpodcast.com. And then also there is link to our merchandise and our Patreon. Come join the Patreon and support your favorite fucking podcast. Because we need an air conditioner because yeah, we're going to die of heat stroke in here. The quietest air conditioner. The quietest that money can buy. Oopsie. <laughs> also, go follow us on social media. We're at isgdpodcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, kind of on TikTok. I haven't done it in a couple of fucking weeks, but we'll figure that out. And then you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com, and we will be like, hey, how's it going? Everything's great over here. Thanks Mm -hmm, thanks mm -hmm, for saying mm -hmm. hi. Snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and tell us how awesome we are, and go tell everybody else how awesome we are. Yeah. And for that, we thank you. And now this. Bye.